On today's show, we talk Disney Cruise Line versus Royal Caribbean pre-cruise comparison. This is WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 170. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WDW.com, the Disney World Planning website. Today we're talking cruises. We went on a Disney cruise not long ago, about about a year ago, a little over a year ago uh, with the family. We are getting ready to take off on a Royal Caribbean cruise. And I have noticed some differences in the pre-cruising planning stages. And so I thought it might be interesting to talk about the the pre-cruise stuff because it's a huge part of it. And if you are listening to this, you're a planner. So the planning is your thing. So the planning for this is a little bit different. So I thought we might get a side-by-side comparison. And so with me today, my travel companion for this cruise, Kurt Elster. Tech nasty. No one calls you that. You didn't pronounce it right. I'm sorry. Is it Kurt Elster? Kirk Essler? Kirk Essler, right? Tech nasty. (laughs) Whenever you get a cold call, is this Kirk? Kirk Essler? Uh, I'm here to sell you insurance. Looking for Chris Olsler. Oh. Yeah. My husband, Chris. Chris here with me. Will be traveling with me on a Royal Caribbean cruise pretty soon. All right. So let's let's talk planning. Now, how much planning for this cruise have you personally done, my husband? I need to be protected. Zero percent. Let I me need go to ahead. Be protected you know, let here. me go ahead and answer this. Zero percent. Zero point one percent. I provided moral support. <laughs> um, okay. Sure, we'll call it that. <laughs> and why are we going on this cruise? What what are we what's the what's the reason we booked this cruise? We booked this cruise. I, I'm sorry, what's the reason I booked this cruise, planned this cruise? Why you decided that we're going on a cruise this summer. <laughs> yes. And I was like, guess that's what I'm doing. Um, you know, I didn't put up too much of a fight. You book this cruise. For you, for <laughs> your 40th birthday. You mean my 29th? Why did you beep out 29? My 29th birthday? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, my 29th birthday for the 11th time. <laughs> yeah, you, such a sweet husband, allowed me to book a cruise and did nothing. You're just like, you know how many times you've asked me, when are we going again? What's included again? Is there dining on this cruise? Yeah, you've had next to nothing to do with this, but that's I all right. I only started paying attention to it in the last 30 days. Right, because it's coming up, and I'm like, hey, we need to make sure you have clean underwear so I can put it in the suitcase. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about the planning aspect, because I've had a lot of people, when we did the Disney cruise, so many people asked me to compare it to other cruise lines. And I've been on several other cruise lines, but it had been a long time since I've been on a different cruise line. So cruising today with Royal Caribbean is different than the last time I cruised. So I thought it might be fun to talk about some of the differences so far and kind of give a teaser to what we're going to be doing on the cruise before we set sail. How does that sound? I know you know nothing about anything that I've done for the the past year or so (laughs) with this cruise. (laughs) This will all be new to you, too. You and the listeners. It'll be exciting and new for everyone. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really thrilled to learn about what I'm going to be doing on this cruise because I'm genuinely unaware. Yeah, no, that's not 
like some gimmick for the show. This is true. All right, let's discuss planning and booking. What do you say? You know, you had very little to do with this other than me a little over a year ago being like, I'm going to turn 40 and I'm freaking out about it. I need to not be in my house over my 40th birthday. I'm going to book a cruise. And you were like, okay, <laughs> that was really. Yes. Yeah. That was really how that conversation went. You're like, what? A, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> that and what a fitting sound. Finally, a, a perfectly fitting sound clip. <laughs> oh, okay. So I will say one thing if we're comparing cruises and like the actual booking of cruises, both it's true for both Disney and Royal Caribbean and really any cruise line you go on, the earlier you book, the better the rate is going to be. So for this, I booked this cruise like immediately when these cruises were released. It was over a year ago that I first booked it. Cause you know, I've been thinking about turning 40 for well over a year. It's been festering in my mind. So I've been thinking oh about it for a long time. God. Yeah. And I got a really great rate, especially when I look at the Facebook group that I joined, there's the cruise has a specific Facebook group for this cruise and seeing other people's posts about what they've paid and their rooms and stuff, booking the moment that these prices were released, these dates were released, is the best way to get the best price on a cruise. And that rings true for both Disney and Royal Caribbean and really any any cruise line. Now we got hosed with Disney because we had to reschedule three times Twice because of COVID and once because my sister-in-law got pregnant and they don't allow babies under six months on the cruise ship. <laughs> so we kind of got we kind of got hosed on the price for Disney. But that that wasn't, you know, Disney's fault or our travel agent's fault. I blame my sister-in-law and my niece. For getting pregnant? Yeah, it's their fault. <laughs> <laughs> kidding i'm kidding i love them so that part's that part's the same let's talk about the apps you were playing with the royal caribbean app just the other day for the first time even though i booked this a year ago <laughs> for the first time you were like maybe i should look at this app i signed into it days ago yeah so you played with the royal caribbean app you did use the disney cruise app obviously because we were on the ship talk to me about how you felt trying because you were trying to book something specifically for my birthday and I witnessed, uh, you know, the hamster wheel turning in your head as you were trying to do this. So why don't you talk us through your experience <laughs> trying to book something for my birthday on this cruise ahead of time using the Royal Caribbean app? Okay. And downloading, installing the app, fine. Getting the thing to load, fine. Looks good. Works well. You know, it's snappy. You don't want those delayed interactions. You were easily, you were able to easily get linked with like your reservation yeah, and your so, account. Oh, I dread having to sign in to new services. Yeah, but you had zero issues. And I didn't have an issue there. Yeah. You know. And then the issue is not so much the functionality of the app because it works. And like, you know, I'm blessed with gigabit internet, of course. Tech nasty. <laughs> but you know, but it worked. The issue I found is how they chose to lay it out. It's as though they're like, "All right, let's you know, we've got our initial layout and then we're going to tack on, you know, new stuff later and things aren't going to necessarily live in the places you'd expect them to. It, 
if you want to find like this activity versus this thing, guess what? You're just looking around for icons that are just in random places and then menus inside icons. It's I... not the most fun thing. It's like they turned it into a scavenger hunt <laughs> just to find like whatever thing you want to do. And then the other frustration is if I'm on a mobile device, I should be able to use some kind of express pay. You want to extract value from me, the customer, right? Like before I get there, you just want to hoover oh, dollars we're getting, out like, of my wallet. We're getting the e-commerce side of you over here. Oh, yeah. I agree, though. Like it sometimes you're just you're like, take my money. Like I'm trying to book this thing. Shut up and take my money. And when it, it when you have to like get up and find your credit card versus just a simple Apple Pay. I'm on an iPhone. It annoys me. You know I'm on an iPhone because you had to make an iOS app to do that and go through Apple's App Store. And yet, when I'm on this app, I can't, with Apple Pay, it is less than 10 seconds to pay for something, and it's two clicks and Face ID. That's Di- it. Disney Parks apps use Apple Pay. And so Royal Caribbean it's not doing so much that easier. worked out in my favor because I just can't make stupid impulse purchases now. <laughs> Do you know how many like dumb Robocop not, t-shirts I bought because of Apple Pay during the pandemic? Not in my Mommy. favor because you were looking at things for my birthday and you got frustrated and I finally had to be like, let me take over for my birthday. Yes. <laughs> so I I will agree with you um, on that, that the app is not... The, there were times where I would be like, oh, there's a thing that I, I saw a couple of weeks ago. I think I'm going to go... I'm going to go book that or I'm going to look for that and get details on that. And then I couldn't find it because the way the app is laid out, it's not super easy to figure things out. I will say the Disney Cruise Line app pre-cruise, the app does very little. You can book stuff. It's easier to book stuff and it just makes more sense to book stuff Disney Cruise on desktop before you get on the ship. Once you're on the ship, their app is completely different than pre-cruise. And so I don't know with Royal Caribbean if the app is going to look completely different. We'll discuss that once we get back from the cruise. That's how it was with Disney. You know, I hate that you like live and die by these apps to go on vacation now. <laughs> that's just, that's how it goes though. I mean, you're right, but but that's that's the reality of it. I will say, as far as like pre-booking things with Disney, everything, you're like, here's the price. This is what it is. This is the price. And you can book it if you can get it, question mark. Like, can can you get it? Oh, you want to get a beach bed? You want to get a cabana? Oh, yeah, here's the price. Like, we're up front about that. Can you get it? Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee, and it is quite the race to try and get things. It's very different with Royal Caribbean pre-booking things. If you want to get a cabana or a certain excursion or, you know, a, a beach bed or something, you want to reserve something, you probably won't have any issues getting it once these things open up. But there's not a, here's the set date that these things open up. Like, it's just one day they're like, oh, here it is. And you know it's approximately, you know, a, a few months out, three months out. You know it's approximately that. But there's no set date or time. Where with Disney, I was up at midnight on my desktop booking these things and even then they sold out with Royal Caribbean I had no issues booking things but the prices vary wildly from day to day and so the advice for Disney is be up at midnight on the day that 
your stuff is released and, you know, pray to whatever God that you can get the things that you want with Royal Caribbean, you get what you you get what you want, but then you have to check back constantly because there's going to be sales. So the price that you pay today might be higher. So you've paid that price, but then you have to cancel it, get a refund and then rebook it at the lower price. No. <laughs> I don't know which is worse. Which which is worse to you, do you think? Like the the being up in the middle of the night trying to grab whatever that hard to get reservation is with Disney Cruise or all right, I've booked this thing and now I have to check every single day for the next 3 months to see if the price drops. Oh, wow. That is a diabolical choice. <laughs> I don't I don't have any interest in either of those options. No. Thank you. Well, I'm, just not, I'm not going on the cruise. It's over. Lucky for you, I did everything for both cruises. This you is, just got to show up with like, you know, your sunblock on your nose and your big hat, wearing your Hawaiian shirt. I know, I know. Yeah. It's exciting, or two. So it's, it's a different vibe pre-booking. Neither are great, but you just have to know what to expect with both of them. Another big difference with the pre-booking stuff with Disney, you reserve stuff, but you don't pay for it until you're on the cruise ship. So it will show up in like your statement on the cruise ship with Royal Caribbean. When you book stuff, you pay for it right then and there. So if you book a cabana, you pay for it today. You know, even though it's several months out with Disney cruise line, you book a cabana you don't pay for it until you're actually on the ship and then it will show up on, you know, your folio or whatever on your room statement. That's when you would see that charge. So I guess it depends on how you like to budget for your vacations, whether or not that's a plus or a minus. I prefer the Royal Caribbean way because I've paid for stuff months ago, months and months ago that we're doing. And now I don't have to think about it. I'm, I know I'm not going to have some giant bill at the end of our trip because I know that I've already paid for it. So I personally like that, but other but people might be saving doing, up as they're going. You could be doing buy once, cry once, right? You get one giant bill at the end. <laughs> That's what Disney's doing? Yeah. I see, but I, You don't I, feel the pain. Oh, I felt the pain. I felt that pain. Until it's too late. <laughs> I, you know, it's, I think it's fine either way. You just, you have to be prepared to budget for whichever event. So if it's Disney, maybe set money aside or like start getting, you know, Disney gift cards because you can put those to your room. So if you know you're going to be spending a certain amount of money, start, even though you're booking stuff, you're not paying for it. Instead, buy a Disney gift card today instead of, you know, paying for the actual excursion or whatever that you booked. That might be another way to do it. If you'd prefer to pay today, you can get gift cards at a discount. And then you can, it's a way to prepay for your trip. Disney allows gift cards on the, on the ship. So you can, if somebody gifts you for Christmas, a $500 Disney gift card, you can bring that gift card with you on the cruise ship, go to guest services. They'll apply it to your balance. So that can be a nice way to do things. Let's talk what we're excited about. What are you excited about for this cruise? The Disney cruise was your very first cruise experience. So first, talk to me about that. How did you, you were nervous before we went because you had never done a cruise. You were like, am I going to hate this? Am I going to be seasick? 
So talk to me about how you felt about the cruise first. I was cautiously optimistic about the cruise only after having watched several YouTube videos. And I was aware of the size of a cruise ship only because I rode up next to one on a jet ski once. And so I understood that they were like massive structures, but I still, it's hard to wrap your head around and like kind of comprehend the vastness of a cruise ship until you're on it. You know, like trying to conceptualize a billion of anything is difficult. So the cruise ship is so big, but you know, even being on it for four days, you're a confined space. I wondered, well, will there be enough to do? What if I get bored? You know, what if I have a horrible moment of, of existential dread that I'm desperately trying to avoid by distracting myself because this cruise ship's too small. And none of that happened. It was, not only when we got off the ship, I think we all agreed that we could have done an extra day. Yeah, we wish it had been all of, I think, we and we went with extended family. That was the feeling amongst everyone. We wish that it had been longer. Now, everyone had told me nonstop, like, oh, the shopping on cruise ships. Which, like, I enjoy browsing in shops. It's not, you know, top of my list. But I was, even with that, I was disappointed by the limited shopping options on the Disney ship. Me I, too. It surprised me. Me too. You know, normally I'm not, I like, I like looking in the gift shops, but I was genuinely surprised at how little window shopping, shopping was made available here. Window shopping is a fun thing to do. Even if you're not planning on buying anything, window shopping is a fun way to kill an hour, kill a couple of hours. And there was, I also was shocked at how little shopping was available to us on the Disney cruise. I couldn't believe it. We were on the dream, right? The dream, which is one at the time. It was one of the, one of the two largest ships. Now the wish is larger um, than that, but, but still like I just, this ship we're going on though is considerably bigger. Yes. Yes. I think you're going to be shocked at, at how much shopping is available on this ship versus so Disney the Dream Disney. maxed out at four thousand passengers. This ship is twenty five percent bigger at sixty seven hundred passengers. It weighs like twice as much. It was huge when this ship was built. We're sailing on Oasis of the Seas. When it was built, it was the largest cruise ship at the time. It is no longer the largest cruise ship, but it's one of the largest. It's an Oasis cruise ships. class. It's the largest class. Yeah, so it's um, it's way, way bigger, just to say the least. It's way way However, bigger. What if we're going? You know, what if I'm after quantity and they're, or I'm after quality and they're doing quantity? Well, that's the fear. You know, what right? if it's like you had the smaller, nicer ship with Disney because it was like three times as expensive, but this Royal Caribbean ship, this is like. The strip mall of the seas. Yeah, that's... It's Mall of America. That is the concern, isn't it? Floating in the ocean. And I think that's what people want to know. I asked people, both on the podcast and on social media, like, what are your questions about cruising Disney versus Royal Caribbean? And that was one of the things that kept coming up, was, like, quality. Is the quality going to be as good as Disney? I've sailed Royal Caribbean before, but it's been a long time. The last time I did Royal Caribbean was before our oldest was born. So it's been a long, long time. So I, too, am curious. And the last time I went, the ships were not nearly as big. There was not as much to do. Like the rock climbing wall was the big thing. Everyone's like, wow, there's rock climbing. 
That must have been a big deal in the 90s. Yeah, I guess there just wasn't as much on these cruise ships. You know, it was just like you get drunk and you swim, I think. So, which, you know, that's still a thing, but... I was going to say, how's that different? <laughs> so one thing I've I've noticed even pre-planning, just being in, and if you're going to do a cruise, I highly recommend you find the Facebook group for your cruise, whether it's Disney or any other cruise line. You'll get good tips and you'll get people who are like, hey, FYI, this thing is on sale. You know, like this excursion you've been eyeballing for three months just dropped 40 percent. Like that's the kind of stuff that you want to see, especially with Royal Caribbean, where the prices go up and down and up and down. You can tell even from the Facebook groups, the vibe of a Disney cruise versus Royal Caribbean is very, very different so today, for instance, somebody posted because Royal Caribbean just posted in their app. They just updated the app for our particular cruise with the itinerary. One of the things on there was the sexiest man competition, which is going to be taking place on a pool deck. And so, I mean, obviously my husband's going to win, but that's not the point. The point is you won't see a sexiest man competition on a Disney cruise. I think this thing's going to be debauched. I think it's going to be drunk, middle America, wild and out. Yeah, I think that is a big difference. That's my perception of a cruise ship. It's been a while since I've been on a non-Disney cruise. But Let's let, be clear, I'm, I'm drunk and in middle America. <laughs> let me tell you about my last cruise experience that was not Disney cruise. Do you remember that song? Shots, 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 shots. By LMFAO. Is it by LMFAO? I believe so. Well, the, it, this was definitely around the time LMFAO was popular. That is it. All right. So picture that song being played over and over and over again. Like any function at the pool. Like, oh, we're having a cannonball contest. That song is playing. Oh, we're doing, you know, the cutest bathing suit contest. That song is playing. Anything at the pool. That song was playing. And there was a, a woman who had to be in her 80s with a headband that I will just say, if you've ever been to a bachelorette party, you're familiar with this particular headband. That's all I'm going to say about it. Was dancing around to shots, shots, shots. <laughs> that was the last cruise that I went on before the Disney cruise. So very, it's a very different vibe than when we went on the Disney cruise. There were no bachelorette party headbands on the Disney cruise. <laughs> that all being said, I think we were a little bit spoiled with the Disney cruise because we went right at, I mean, it was still in COVID. We were like the tail end of COVID when we went. So the cruise was not full capacity. No, it was half empty. And this, no one, and we had to swab to get on the ship, which was stressful. And no one was ready to interact with society yet. And so- I didn't see a single set of passengers interact with each other. That's, I didn't talk to anybody. It's funny because I was just telling you the other day that my recollection from previous cruises in a different life was as you're walking around, like you recognize people because it's as if you're in a small town. You know, there are a few thousand people, which seems like a lot, but it really isn't. So oh, you, there you are. <laughs> you are like chatting with somebody at the bar as you're getting your fruity drink with an umbrella in it My man. and that and then three hours later you know when you're 
singing shots, shots, shots with your bachelor party headband on, you see that same person and you're like, hey, fruity drink guy. My man. Yeah. And so you make friends. You know, he compliments your headband and you compliment his umbrella drink. Let them eat cake. (laughs) So the Disney cruise was a, a very different vibe. But at no point on the Disney cruise did I feel that it was stuffy or you know, too childish or too child friendly. But definitely felt like I wasn't allowed to swear. <laughs> that must have that must have been really difficult for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm curious what was for you, what's the thing that you're going to compare when you get on the Royal Caribbean? Are you gonna be like, it's the service, the rooms, the food? What's the thing that you were like, this is the standard for cruising? What most amazed me is how well appointed that ship was. I was like this. I have stayed in many hotels on several continents. And I was like, this is a, one of the nicest hotels I've ever been in. I mean, really it, so well appointed. It was quite incredible. And the rooms were big. Yeah. Like big and nice. Yeah, our don't our room is not going to be as big. I can I'm gonna burst your bubble now and set your expectations. Our rooms on the Disney cruise line could have fit all five of us. But at that point we had a toddler and two preteens. That would have like the smell alone would have been too much between the little guy and the big guys. I ain't getting all sweaty. Yeah, it wouldn't have been pretty. Um, in, in this instance, we all would not, even if we had wanted to, which we did not, but if we had wanted to, we would not have all fit into one stateroom. So the rooms are smaller on this. Um, and then the level, I'm told by other people that I'll be, I'll notice the level of service is not the same. However, I found the level of service on the Disney ship to be so extreme that it made me uncomfortable. (laughs) I was like. Please don't serve me any harder. I can't take it. <laughs> You're like, I don't know what to do. Instead, yeah, we just like stared at each other. <laughs> <laughs> that oh. was just you. You can leave extra tips at the end, which we did. But so it's interesting because my memory, and again, it's been a while since I've been on a different cruise line. My memory of cruises was that the service level was super high. Even on the Royal Caribbean cruise I did, I'd say 15 years ago. So I don't know if if that's going to be different because I at no point was I like, wow, this service is so much better or different when I was on Disney Cruise. So that will be an interesting comparison when we get off because I remember Royal Caribbean, the service level being very high. I want to know what what this cost. Um, so I'm going to ballpark it because I paid for this. It was over a, over a year ago that I booked it and then paid off the balance um ballpark for the two staterooms one is an interior stateroom one has a veranda i just need to know by what's it cost per day per stateroom it's tough because there's so many variables like the disney one we went peak time because it was over christmas and we ended up booking last minute so it was so much higher i mean that being said disney is way more so I don't think it's fair to compare what we're paying for this particular cruise to the one we paid last time. But I will say this. I think this is going to be a better comparison 
Total for two staterooms, one an interior, one a veranda, I paid ballpark around $6,000. Now, this is not including extras like excursions or anything. So it was between five and $6,000. For a Disney cruise, and this is seven nights, a seven-night cruise, I also priced out other cruise lines. So this run Oasis of the Sea, which is one of the larger class cruise ships, seven nights, a Disney cruise over the same time booked during the same time. So we're talking over a year ago when these prices were first released, these dates were first released, a Disney cruise four nights was almost double that amount. So just to give you like a, just a ballpark comparison, this isn't an exact number comparison, but I priced out several other cruise lines. Disney's was four nights, almost twice as much. Almost twice as much? Almost twice as much. Yeah. So this for two rooms, paying between five and $6,000, I thought was really great for seven nights. And that includes food. I was like, this is fantastic. This is really, really great. Disney Cruise, four nights, almost twice as much. It was closer to 10 it That's, was like between nine and ten, as I recall. Now this was about a year ago, but and, oh my god, yeah, That's a yeah. spicy meatball. And that I looked the day that Disney prices were released, so this would have been like the lowest price you're probably going to get, unless you're able to snag a last minute deal. Which yes, you can get last minute deals, but you have to be super flexible. You know, if you're traveling with kids, or in our case, you know, we need two staterooms, and we have certain requirements, and it's. It's my 29th birthday, damn it. <laughs> but I would book a year in advance. So it is a huge, huge price difference, which is why I'm so curious how we feel about this cruise at the end of the day. Now, just watching YouTube videos, you had an interesting remark the other day. We were watching just like a ship tour just to kind of get our bearings before we get on the ship. See what, you know, what are some of the things we can do? Some of the areas of the ship. And you made an interesting um, observation about the ship. When we were on the Disney Dream, every time it was at port, they were painting it. They were. They were doing maintenance. Yep. They were doing maintenance on the ship literally the entire time we were on it. And it showed because that thing looked perfect. It was pristine. It was immaculate. Yeah. In the YouTube videos of this Royal Caribbean ship, you could see where it has wear and tear. Like it's it's a little beat up. The interesting thing about that too is in that same video, they discussed the refurb of this ship, which was only a few years ago. I think they said 2019. It wasn't that long ago. This thing's going to get beat on. It's got 6,000 yeah. people on it. And I don't know how much you people are drinking, but <laughs> we priced out the drink package. Based on the Facebook group, a lot. You know, the Facebook group is like, wow, this drink package is a great deal. I'm getting it. No, not everyone is. But, but yeah, we have a lot of people drinking. Let them eat cake. Uh, to each their own. But, so I went through the Royal Caribbean app, found the menus. You know, they weren't hidden. That, that wasn't too tough. And the drink prices were, like, consistent regardless of where you were. A glass of wine was typically eight. I think a beer was usually 10. And the cocktails were 14. And right now... That package, the drink package, which you got to do two people per day, is $81. And so you need to be, if you got that for a stateroom with a couple, 
you have to drink 20 beers a day to break even. Ooh. You need to do 12 cocktails. Barf. To break even. I don't have to buy. <laughs> I could do 11 cocktails. I would have spent less money. Yeah. And that's, you know, earlier when I was talking about you have to look at the prices. That so again, was- seeing that, that feeds into, you know, my, my stereotype that this thing's going to be raunchy. I can tell you from the Facebook group, not everybody buys the drink package. A lot of people were questioning. They were like, how are you all spending so much? So there are just as many people against it. But your point is valid. Enough people are spending that money. And I think they're going to feel the need to get their money's worth. Yeah. By the time I hit three cocktails, uh, you know, like two cocktails, <laughs> three cocktails. <laughs> You're joining that uh, that sexiest man competition out at the pool. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to feel like I have to get my money's worth. That being said, if you can catch the drink package when it's cheap, it might be worth it. But again, this is like, then you have to stalk the app and be like, all right, did it dip below a certain, whatever my dollar amount threshold it's is like for it alcohol. It's not like to 60 a day. Yeah, I don't know what the, the limit is. And, and maybe, it's still times two. And Yes, if you have two adults in your room, they make you purchase it for both. I've heard people say, again, learn this on the Facebook group, that if you call Royal Caribbean, um, like someone in particular was like, I drink, my husband does not. So I called Royal Caribbean and they let me do the drink package and then let him do just the soda package. So I suppose that's an option too. Can I just say, this made me think of this too, and Disney this is like a Disney-specific thing. Soda is free on Disney. I don't think any other cruise line does that. Not that I know of. Not the big ones, anyway. Royal Caribbean or Carnival or Norwegian. You have to pay for soda. Disney's the only one. Are you worried at all? I'm curious. Are you worried at all about crowds on this ship? Yes. <laughs> yes. So it does hold a lot more people, but it's a lot bigger. A lot more space for bodies to fill a lot more shopping restaurants bars activities pools i just in general want to compare capacity to square footage we're about to do some math so i asked chat gpt to figure this out and maybe it's hallucinating we don't actually know but let's assume <laughs> it is disney dream if we assume the average estimate of five hundred twenty thousand square feet on the ship and the reason it's an estimate is because ships don't give you their square footage. They go by weight, but you could translate weight into square footage. So this is an estimate. Okay. But we know it will hold about 4,000 people, 4,000 passengers. So Disney Dream, it's 130 square feet per person. Okay. That ship didn't feel crowded when we were on it. Yeah, but we were also at limited capacity still. So I'm hoping the number you're about to tell me. Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas has almost double the square footage at 900,000 square feet, but only typically has about 5,400 passengers. And so that would work out to 167 square feet per person. Okay. Again, this is all like it's doing, it's... What was Disney again? Give me the side-by-side. Tell me both numbers next to each other. Disney Dream, 130 square feet per person. Okay. So that's like... A little bigger than a dorm room. Royal Caribbean, 167 square feet per person. Okay. The Royal Caribbean ship, yeah, there's more people on it. It's bigger. The ratio still works in your favor. 
That's good to hear because I was concerned because, you know, Disney, it was it's a smaller ship, but we were still at very limited capacity at the time. We talked to a cast member on the ship, and I can't remember what capacity was at that time. She gave us numbers, too, because I remember her saying this is one of the few times she's ever seen more adults than children. Often people will come with their families and there will be more kids than adults on the ship or the number at least will be close. It was nowhere near close. There were way fewer kids and capacity was super limited when we went. So my concern was that we were going to, and I never felt like anything was crowded on the Disney ship. Like it felt pretty quiet to me. Because it was, it was half empty. Yeah. Everybody had COVID. Yes. Yeah. My concern though, was that this ship was going to feel incredibly crowded. So it's good to hear that. Yes, it's a bigger ship. Yes. More people are on the ship, but the number of people isn't so much so that it's, it's necessarily going to feel jam packed at all times. At least according to chat GPT. So we're going to take that with a grain of salt. Well, it's an estimate too. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the things we're looking the most forward to as we kind of finish out this episode here on our pre-cruise comparison. Since we haven't actually been on Royal Caribbean yet. I'm going to drink four beers in a sitting and really think I'm better than everybody. (laughs) I only drank four, maybe five. Five if, you know. Unless that drink package drops, then you're going to buy it and you're going to be like, suckers to all the people who paid $80 per day. You know, instead of ordering 10 Diet Cokes, I got water. And so I'm like, well, I'll treat myself to five beers. I'm going to get so many Diet Cokes. All the Diet Cokes. All. I'm going to float away on caffeination bubbles and carbonation. It's going to be great. Um, I'm looking forward to all of just there's just so many, so many other things to do on the ship. Disney had great shows And the ship itself was beautiful. And I never, ever felt bored. But this ship has a lot more to do. There's a lot more shopping. There are more stops to pick up food. There are more pools. There are more adult areas. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm looking forward to just seeing is, is quantity better? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of excited. I, one of the things I wanted for my 40th was I wanted one of the biggest ships that was it had to be over my birthday and it had to be one of the big ships. And this this was like the the sailing that fit the requirements. That sounds pretty. That sounds like narcissism. I know for <laughs> my birthday, we stayed home. It and so for your birthday, you were like, I don't care. I and it's not like you planned anything. I planned this whole thing myself. I wanted the big ship for everybody else, not just for me. I wanted everybody to feel like they had something they could do. I wanted our six-year-old to feel like she had something fun for her. I wanted our teenager to feel like he had something fun for him. I wanted you and I as adults to be able to step away and have a romantic evening. And so my my um, expectation is that we'll be able to do all of these things. So that's, I think, what I'm looking the most forward to is everybody being able to do what they want to do. I want to have our romantic evening. I want our kids to be able to have fun. Hopefully not under the sea. Unless I'm throwing you overboard. Boss, you killed a child. I mean, you are a child sometimes, but... No! <laughs> what are you looking the most forward to? You know, I'm looking forward to staying in Manhattan the evening before. 
It's been a while. I'm also looking forward to our pre-cruise evening. It's been a while since I've been to Manhattan. We're going to see a Broadway show. Yeah. Get our Josh Groban on. And we're opening with that. So I'm hanging my head on that. If that works out, then the rest of the trip, you know, that I'll, I'll, hopefully I'll make some friends. Yeah. When you're like ordering your fruity drink, you make friends with the guy. My $14 cocktail. Yeah. And then later in the day when he's winning the sexiest man competition, you're like, hey. I will only make friends with the staff because they are literally paid to like me. Oh, I was going to yeah. say because they're the most interesting people on the ship. Oh, yeah. They got tons of stories. Yeah. Yes. They have to laugh at my jokes. Yeah. I think this will be interesting. In the beginning, I didn't think it would be that big of a difference between Disney and Royal Caribbean. And the more I've gone through the planning process, the more I think it might be. So I'm excited to compare the two once we get back. Um, if anybody listening has been on Disney and Royal Caribbean. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I've also uh, opened up. I, I want to hear your questions. What do you want me to check out before we go on this cruise? Any questions, comparisons, anything you want to know about, please let me know. If you want to hear our Disney cruise trip report, you can find that on the podcast. That was in January of 2022. So you'll have to go back a little bit. But you can hear about our experience on the Disney cruise, which was an amazing experience. I'm hoping that this one lives up to that. So we'll be back soon after our hopefully amazing 29th birthday in which celebration. 29 forever. We'll right? do a review. So with high hopes, cautious optimism and tempered expectation, we're going to head out on this cruise. And I totally get it's a little weird because it's not a Disney thing. But you can't talk about Disney cruise lines without comparing it to other cruises because they're so expensive, it, outrageously priced. It was probably the top question I got when we did our Disney cruise was and, how does this compare, which is why I thought this would be a great um, thing to discuss on the podcast. So just, you know, the pre-cruise stuff alone was enough, obviously, for a 45-minute episode because they're so different they're so so different but both so very involved you know so, it seemed very much the same from my perspective well because you did nothing not, yeah you did nothing on both. i downloaded good an work app. hey hey good job thank you good job for being consistent and you know for just doing exactly what i expected bravo good work <laughs> and on that note we will be back soon and we will discuss our thoughts on Royal Caribbean Cruise. And we're going to compare to our Disney Cruise experience. And I'm excited to compare the two experiences. If you want to be a guest on the show, feel free to reach out. There's a link in the show notes. If you yourself have any experience with Disney Cruises, Royal Caribbean Cruises that you think might be useful, interesting, or helpful please reach out. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. You can find me on social media. Instagram is typically the easiest way to get a hold of me. Otherwise, uh, happy cruising, and we will see you guys soon in the parks.